Welcome back. If you tuned in last week, you heard me say that I was on vacation, at a beach vacation. It was heavenly. We all had a great time and the weather was really nice, which you can't always expect on an Oregon coast beach, but it was, and it was lovely. And so today we're actually talking about that. Not about my vacation, but about vacation rentals. Do you have one? Do you want one? Do you rent them? (laughs) Don't worry. If you think I don't have a vacation rental, I don't ever want one, or the ideas of me having one are so far out in the future that it's not going to be plausible yet, don't worry. Some of these tips are going to apply to you. But if you have a vacation rental, I want you to stop your car. I want you to stop doing the laundry. I want you to grab a notebook because girl, I am going to get you a little bit more cash in your pocket if you follow these tips for how to make sure that your vacation rental is set up for not only views, but comfort and treating your guests like exactly that, guests. But ultimately it's going to affect the bottom line. Now, sad news for us, because if I give these tips away to all vacation rental owners, and if they heed the advice, then us, the renters, might have to pay a little bit more. But wouldn't it be worth it to walk into a home that looks well-kept, that looks beautiful, that looks inviting, and doesn't have that dingy appearance of a broken down, tattered, smelly little place where we're going to lay our head for a few days? (laughs) All right, friends, enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank, and I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Whenever my husband and I are browsing for vacation rentals, we do actually like to stay in rentals more than hotels if we can. There's a convenience there, a homey, cozy factor that sets itself up for lounging and being maybe the hub if we're going with other family members, but also because there are five of us. And sometimes when you go to a hotel, it's either someone's sleeping on the floor or now we're renting two rooms because the boys are so big. So more and more as the boys have gotten older, we are renting homes. And the cost is actually equitable, if not even cheaper than renting a hotel for several days. Not only that, but we are able to cook in-house. And if you've heard me talk about it before, I have a kiddo with severe food allergies. I'm not going to get started on that. That is a whole nother can of worms, but it is something that we have to consider in order to keep him safe. So being at at a home setting is really wonderful. In the case of last week when we were on vacation, we were with Mr. Fig and Farm's family. He has two siblings and his parents, and our home was the hub for breakfasts and some dinners and some game nights. It was wonderful. It was wonderful to be able to welcome in 14 
how many people were there? 15 people into our space so that we could gather around and enjoy each other's company. That couldn't happen in a hotel room. That couldn't happen in some of the other's rooms that they were renting. Though perfect for them, we had that big enough space. But it got me thinking that sometimes all vacation, rent, well, you know this, vacation rentals are not one, one and the same. Hotels are not one and the same. But vacation rentals are all at the whim of the homeowner. Whereas hotels, they're designed by a corporate entity and they take probably branding and large volumes of inventory in order to create one design and they're kind of one and the same if it's one one chain of hotel. Homes are so different. And when we're browsing online for a home to stay in, I don't think it's just me, but maybe it is because my design sensibilities are attuned this way. I am gravitating towards ones that look clean, that look inviting and warm and cozy, that don't look like the thrift store just threw up all over this apartment or home, that look like someone took a little bit of care in creating and curating the pieces. It doesn't mean it has to be expensive, but they've taken care. They've taken a plan. They have not just said, you know what, I'm done with that recliner. I'm going to go throw it into the corner here. How many times have I been in vacation rentals where that has been the case? It just has. In this particular one, I was pleasantly surprised by the care they took in the bathroom and in the spare bedroom. I was pleasantly surprised. It was very charming. It was different than the photos. Now the living room, I was not pleased with it. It stunk. It smelled like the couch needed to be cleaned thoroughly and it looked dingy. Now, we're not going to critique, and I'm not going to share where I was or which unit I was in or any of those things, but what I am going to share is how you can avoid that if you are an owner for a vacation rental. Because the last thing you want is a poor review. The last thing you want is people to skip past your pictures that don't tell the story. The last thing you want is people to not feel comfortable or clean in your space. And as I was sitting on that couch and I could smell the mustiness of the couch, it kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies. But I think there are ways around it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to break it into three sections. One section is going to be tips for unifying the space. Now, this is for those of you, too, who are not sure how to unify your space. You can use these same tips in your own home. I am going to be a little bit harsher here because (laughs) I do think people who have vacation homes can put more effort into it. I just do. And if their job is to turn a profit, they need to invest a little bit. That's just how it works. You, You invest money to make money. For you in your home, that's not the goal, but the but you can use these same tips to apply to your own space in your own timeline with your own budget when you're ready. The other section we're going to talk about is in alignment with some of these tips here, where to shop, how to shop, and tips for shopping well so that you're not spending a whole lot of money in order to have other people use it. And then the third tip, the third section is going to be about how to be a gracious hostess because Even though you are not there, your job as the owner of the home that people are staying in is to be a hostess. So I'm going to give you a few tips that I think could help you welcome your guests better and make them feel more comfortable, even if you're not there, to say hi at the door. All right, get out your notebook. Are you ready? Because this episode is really full of note-taking, I am going to kind of go quick, but I'll flesh out the things that I really want to flesh out and expand on the things that I think really matter. 
Of course, it all matters. <laughs> In fact, when I was writing these tips, I was kind of thinking, I'll keep it five per section. Actually, I'm not going to because there are 10 tips I have in this first section for how to create a unified, cohesive, cozy, aesthetically pleasing space that I think you should pay attention to. The first thing is to paint the walls a light neutral to make it feel light and open and airy. You may at home love bold, bold colors, but here, friends, we want to make sure that people feel welcome and welcoming in a really cozy manner. Now, here's the cheapest way to do this. Are you ready? Bonus tip. To have a cohesive looking home, paint all walls that flow seamlessly into each other. Hallways, stairways, rooms that have open concepts, paint them all the same color. It's easy, it's cheap, you buy the 50 gallon bucket or whatever it is that sounds like a big, you don't buy the 50 gallon bucket, you buy the big gallon bucket. And paint away. You don't have to hire out to do this. Do it yourself. Have a friends, have some friends over. Exchange a little bit of labor for a weekend stay when it's all put together. But get the paint on the wall and get it out of the 2000s era. We're going to go lighter. We're going to be go crisper. We're going to make it so that the things that you have in the space are able to pop and stand apart a little bit differently. Number two, and this is a big one. So this is something I want all of you to pay attention to, but you're going to use something as your inspiration piece in order to unify the space together. Now I'm talking specifically about the living area here. Think about an area rug. Think about an artwork. Think about something that you have that you can use as the, the inspiration piece that has color because you definitely don't want unless you are in some posh area, you definitely don't want to have just a white carpet in a vacation rental, right? You do want lots of color. So think about a very colorful piece and the colors that are represented inside and let that be the inspiration for the other things you bring in. The textiles, the pillow covers, the blankets, the artwork. Think about things like that. Let's talk about pillows for a minute. This is tip number three. If you are buying a couch that comes with couch pillows and friends who are not having vacation rentals anyway, do yourself a favor and get rid of the couch pillows. Just do it. Every one of you, let's go put it in a donation bag and let's get rid of it. That is the number one way that homeowners, you can tell your family's story by bringing in pillows that are a little bit more nuanced, but vacation homeowners vacation rental homeowners, that's kind of a tongue tie. You know what I'm talking about. If you own the vacation rental, I'm talking to you. Let's get rid of the couch pillows. They're gross. They are just bottom line, flat out gross. They are super generic and they don't tell any bit of story. They harbor tons and tons of germs and instead replace them with pillow covers, pillows that have pillow covers that you can remove so that you can wash them every now and again. And please do that please wash them every now and again. And let that be a yearly expense. Get new pillows every year because when you are bringing in people into your home, it is going to get dirty. It just is. When you have people who don't necessarily follow the same boundaries and guidelines as you, let that be a yearly expense. It is absolutely okay to invest a little bit more every year to update, refresh, take it to the laundry, take it to the cleaner, and get it clean. Clean like you mean it. <laughs> Tip number four, and here's where I'm getting a little snippy, but I want you to understand that dark colors definitely hide dirt, but they also say, I have something to hide. So as I was sitting this weekend on two brown, dingy, gross, yucky smelling couches, 
yes, they were hiding dirt. Yes, they've been there for a long time. And the reason I could tell that they were there for a long time is because I could smell that they'd been there for a very, very long time. Let's not do that. Invest in the upholstery cleaner and you can even rent it yourself and wash it. This is a place where investments matter. You don't have to get the $5,000 couch. In fact, I don't even have a $5,000 couch for my own home, but I do have a couch that has a warranty. So as you're bringing in furniture, get the couch with the warranty, get the couch with the scotch guard, get the couch with the slip cover, get the couch with the way to be able to protect the surface so that you're not necessarily replacing the couch, but you are protecting the surface from the inevitable spills and stains that are going to collect over time. And definitely, definitely, if you have a cloth couch, clean it once a year. Just do. Clean it once a year because it's really disgusting when it's not. Okay, this is my mean voice, by the way. <laughs> not my mean. This is my snippy voice, by the way. How am I doing? <laughs> All right, tip number five. And this goes with the last one, but Brown couches kind of automatically make the appearance of dingy and dirty. And so, and brown couches aren't a no-no necessarily, but just make sure that they have that investment in material. Investment so that you can clean it, you can wipe it down, you can take care of it so that it can last longer. But there is absolutely nothing wrong with getting a used couch that you've done the sniff test for, that you've done the sit test for, that you've made sure is comfortable, and getting a slip cover. In fact, a slip cover with a lighter base, yes, you might have to wash it more often, but if you have a couple in the cupboard ready to be placed on, on there every couple of, of turnovers, it's going to make the appearance of cohesion and it's going to make it feel more inviting. It doesn't have to be white. In fact, it probably shouldn't be white, but something that is clean and fresh and inviting, something that looks welcoming. And then the last one is to invest in plants. Yes, even in a vacation rental, if you are there once a month, you, there's a plant for you. There is. It's called Sansevieria, and it's a snake plant or mother-in-law tongue. These plants are so wonderful because they are not only green and living, but they are super hard to kill. <laughs> Write that down for all of you who feel like you want to have a plant in your home, but you're not sure which plant to get. This is the one. There are some others too, but try it out. Give it a, give it a go. And if you need some other greens, bring in some sticks with leaves on it that I know that's not a green, but it does give the appearance of nature. Bring in some faux plants that look like they're a little bit more real, but bring in some green to brown it out a little bit, to give it a little bit of nuance to your design that feels good. And really quickly, I'm going to go back to my original statement when I said paint the walls light. Here is really why. So many vacation rentals, so many places are older places. They are investment pieces and we like to be there, but we don't necessarily know how to make all of the brown work together, right? There's, you can picture some 1980s, 1970s, 1990s, any of those that just have brown everywhere, brown millwork, brown doors, brown floors, brown, 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 brown. When you paint the walls a light color, a creamy white, a white, a mushroom color, it allows the brown to not feel so intrusive with a darker saturated color. It allows all of the brown of the woods that you're probably bringing in anyway in the furniture pieces to not compete against each other. It's allowing them to say, hey, I am purposefully put here rather than I am consigned to my brown handcuffs here. 
<laughs> so painting it a really light color. One of my very favorite beige colors is Accessible Beige. It is super warm, super mushroomy, and can look really good against a brown trim. Another one I really love is Alabaster. That is a white. It's a creamy white, not too yellow, but it's very warm. And that can look really well against a dated trim millwork molding situation. So having the foundation of your walls change color to allow that trim to not feel so invasive is going to be very, very helpful. And that's one of the things that people, that's one of the things that is a drawback to these older vacation rental places is the continuity that is just bound by an old architectural style. And so this is an easy, easy fix. All right, friends, we are going to move into the next section, which is don't be afraid to shop secondhand. But how do you do that when you're trying to not make it look like your vacation rental has just exploded all the stuff? To make it look like it is not just thrown up in your place, how do you make it, how do you make good choices? Here's how. Are you ready? This is going to apply to the homeowners who do want to shop secondhand, who love to find the treasure. Of course, you might have a little bit more wiggle room and price point, but the principles are the same. The first tip is to make a plan and stick to it. Remember that inspiration piece we picked, that rug that we chose? Maybe you have alabaster walls, you have wood trim, and you have this really beautiful red kind of killum rug. And that rug has lots of different colors in it. It is going to hide dirt like nobody's business. That fun red rug is going to be now the middle of that spider web where we're going to pick pieces that have little bits of red. We don't want to go overboard on red or burgundy or whatever colors in that rug. We don't want to go overboard. We want to be able to make sure we pick pieces that have teeny tiny little throwbacks to that inspiration piece. That's what we're going to be doing. So we're going to be making that plan and that plan is based on the inspiration piece. Take a photo with you take it with you if it's a small inspiration piece like a piece of artwork take it with you so you have reference for it so that you know that when you're picking your product you're going to actually pick something that coordinates with it number two when you're thrift shopping is to go with an open mind don't necessarily go with the exact specific things that you want but have an idea of measurements before you go so that you know i'm looking for a chair possibly that could fit here a table that could fit here but know your measurements the last thing you want to do is invest in a piece of furniture and bring it home and it just doesn't work. But keep that in mind as you're going. Number three, this is for all of you homeowners too, but too many wood tones in one room will date your space and it will make it so that they are now competing against each other. So go back to this idea of a 1980s home with wood flooring, wood millwork, wood doors, taupe walls, and then you've got the brown furniture that's in it. That's a lot of brown. And then you bring in brown side tables, brown coffee table, brown bookshelf, and they're all a different tone of brown. This hands down is the number one way that you can date a space or make it look a little bit funky. So be mindful of how many brown tones you have. And if you are going to bring in, in wood tones, which is a great way to warm a space, but there is very much a principle of too much of a good thing here. So be mindful of what it is you're bringing in and how many pieces, how adjacent they are to each other, where they are located to each other. So back to my vacation rental. Here's what I want you to picture. Looking from the dining room table, the dining room table was so adorable, by the way. It was 
long it was white they sanded down the top it was painted by the way they sanded down the top so it had kind of a light natural wood exposure white chairs with a wood finish seat top it was really cute and they had a burlap runner on it or a jute runner on it super adorable looking from there into the living room wood paneled walls wood panel ceiling a light orangey red brick fireplace cute brick fireplace two dark dingy you've already heard me rant about the couches a wood coffee table which was a honey oak a brown carpet that was going to be unifying the space in their mind a brown console table that was mission style that didn't go with anything else a brown recliner there was so much brown (laughs) i could barely find the child who was just covered in sand who came in to sit down (laughs) i'm being dramatic i'm being facetious but what you do need to know is that there is definitely too much of a good thing same thing with whites or blues or pinks or yellows but it happens to be so common in homes of a certain age that brown is the go-to color brown is the color that of most woods of most furniture bases so keep in mind contrast is a very good thing and if you are finding a great piece but you're thinking oh gosh that's going to be too brown keep in mind that you can paint it just make sure that when you're painting for a rental painting for yourself too that you use a very strong sealant so that you're not going to be disappointed in two years when it starts chipping but you can paint furniture and have very strong sealants to make it so that that paint lasts, it adheres, and it makes it look not so brown. The other thing to keep in mind too is that when you do place items of like color so close together or like saturation, it is going to feel very, very heavy. And so one of the ideas back to that paint color when you have a lighter color foundational wall when you bring in pieces that are naturally heavy like blue couches for example brown couches black couches you allow for some negative space to appear in a space that is most commonly filled with darker colors all right there's a lot friends i am unpacking a lot here i hope you're still with me number four when you go thrifting expect not to find it all in one day you're going to have to go back. You're going to have to visit multiple stores. You're going to have to visit marketplace. You're going to have to visit multiple times in the week. You're going to have to visit multiple stores in a, in a 50 mile radius, whatever it is, you're going to have to visit and visit and visit and visit. And that's where you eventually find the real treasures. Now, if you are on a timeline and you're trying to curate your home and decorate the space, absolutely. But you're going to go with that list of things that you need, and then you're going to flush it out and bring things in later as you curate more. But expecting to find it all in one day is an unrealistic expectation. And in that note, expecting to find exactly the thing you're looking for is a pie in the sky dream. It is a hope. It is a sometimes it happens and it's like, quick go buy the lottery ticket if you find it (laughs) kind of a day but otherwise expect to be surprised with what you find expect to make pivots expect to make changes that's why that having that list of measurements is so incredibly important for what you kind of hope to put in different areas okay number five this goes for absolutely everyone and it's whether you're thrifting or not just because it's cheap doesn't mean you should buy it remember that just because it's cheap doesn't mean you should buy it. If you bought everything that was cheap, you could end up spending more money than you would otherwise because, hey, it was a good sale. Sale, But you want to be really mindful. You want to go back to making that plan and being really intentional about going back to the inspiration piece that ties everything together in a way that makes it unified. And my bonus tip for all of you vacation owners, vacation rental owners, 
avoid the kitschy objects, avoid the kitschy themes. If you live on a beach, fantastic. Let's play that up, but let's play it up subtly. We want that beach theme to be evident, but we don't want to have seashells, seagulls, lighthouses throwing up on all walls, on all surfaces, on all textiles, on all rugs. Hard truth, it is just really tacky. Same within the mountains. If you have bears and moose and buffalo check and all things in every room, that is again the principle of too much of a good thing. And we don't want to have too much of a good thing. You want to have a really nice balance. Now, does it mean that you can't have a really cute pillow that has a sand dollar on it? No, absolutely you can. Absolutely. Should you have 50 of those? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. So be mindful of how many you choose, how the colors that you bring into the space. Remember that inspiration piece for you is actually not the rug. The inspiration piece for you is the location. Y your inspiration piece is that ocean right outside that door or the meadow right outside the door or the woods right outside the door. That is your inspiration piece. And so the things you bring in need to tie back to it, but not overkill it. And really quickly, so we can wrap up, here are five tips for being a great hostess. Remembering that this is your home that you are inviting people into. And one of the things I would challenge you to do is shift your mindset from these people are my customers or my clients to these people are my guests. And when you filter all of your decision-making through that lens, you're going to make decisions that make your guests feel welcome, that allow them to take pride in ownership, yes, even for the weekend that they're there, and allow them to take a little bit better care of the things that you have invested in your space. And when you're viewing your guests or your clients or your customers through the lens of they are actually my guest and I'm making these decisions to really create a space that is welcoming, inviting, appealing, lovely, comfortable, your bottom line is going to be affected in a very good way. So that is my first tip to view them as guests rather than paying clients. And as you do that, you want them to feel welcome. If they were to come into your home for the weekend, you would want your guests to feel ex especially welcome. What are some of the things that you would do at home to make your guests feel welcome for a weekend stay that could translate to your rental space? Would you clean your couch? Yes, you would probably clean your couch. <laughs> so as I am coming into this home and there are dirty smell, like it is physically dirty. It is, it is tangibly dirty. That's not welcoming. Take a little bit of pride in that ownership, that tangible reminder that yes, this is your place, but you are also investing in them too. Clean your pillows, shampoo your carpet, do the extra little thing that makes them feel comfortable and welcome. And if it means leaving some extra toiletries around like mini toothpaste and mini toothbrushes and an extra bottle of shampoo, do that too. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth tip is not everything needs to be labeled. Have you been into those rental places that everything is labeled? You open up a cupboard, it's labeled. Labeled drawers, labeled places. If there are places that you don't want in, of course, lock it. But the other places, these are your guests. Expect that they might need something and expect that they might need to look through drawers. You're not helping them by putting a label on it. You're not. You're cheapening the place. And number five, remember that even in your own home on a weekend visit, on a night visit, Guests might spill things. Guests might break things. It happens. And it's going to happen in your rental. So if you go in with the expectation that, yes, all of this stuff is going to be ruined, so I'm going to put the crappiest stuff in here, you're going to have a lesser return on your investment than if you would go in with 
a little bit of mindfulness, a little planning, a little bit of care, taking into consideration that there is pride and ownership, even in weekend ownership, when someone is visiting a nice space. Sure. Might someone eat a Cheeto on a light-colored couch? Maybe. Would you do that in your own home? Maybe not. But when you take a little bit of time to expect that that's going to happen without cheapening, dampening, junkifying the stuff that you're putting out, it's going to actually pay back in dividends. I've seen this time and time again when I decorate kids' spaces, when the parents are dead set on these kiddos who are not going to take care of the things, are not going to take care of it. You change it a little bit, not even investing a lot of money, not doing white things. You just change it a little bit. You tweak it around. You make it look beautiful, tangibly beautiful. And the kids take notice. They sit up and take notice. And that notice transfers into pride of ownership. And the same thing happens when you are welcomed into a space that looks and feels comfortable, beautiful, well-maintained. There's a little bit more of a, I don't want to ruin that. Now, Might a chocolate ice cream cone fall on the floor sometime? Sure. But that might have happened on a weekend when you're having your guests at your own home. Plan for that. Budget for that. But know that those things are going to happen and you don't need to necessarily cheapen everything to make it accommodating. All right, friends. If you're a vacation home owner and you want to make the effort to make your home feel welcoming and inviting and lovely and cozy and all the things with the hopes that your guests are going to feel welcome, that they'll have a little pride and ownership. They won't leave thinking, oh my gosh, that couch smelled horrid. <laughs> that they will refer your place to someone else, that they will come back time and time again, that they'll leave you the review, that they'll pay a little bit extra. If that is something that you're wanting, I want you to book a call, decorating SOS call. Those aren't just for homeowners. Those are for homeowners who are welcoming guests into their vacation rentals too. And I guarantee that we can make a world of difference if we just change out all of the heavy, heavy brown (laughs) and we make an intentional plan to make your space welcoming, warm, so that you want to come back to and you can invite your guests into as well. Friends, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that even if you are not a vacation homeowner, that you are able to apply some of these tips to your own home. All right, see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.